0: Uh, Hello, all. Welcome back. Welcome, welcome. Thanks for hanging out and tuning in, dialing in, downloading whatever podcast lingo you use. But thanks for being here. I, I always appreciate it. I appreciate hearing from you. I've been getting some really amazing feedback from the last few episodes and just conversations and how it's landed and what's resonated. And it's just the remembrance of the why. I've been sharing more recently more um, recent vulnerable? I don't, recent vulnerable? <laughs> I've been sharing a little bit more vulnerably in the last few episodes of things that I'm actively in, whereas before or most times I have a little time and space to move through things. But just this feeling and this calling to just you know what, Megan, share from this place. Share from this place and it's felt good and it's connected in a way that I really deeply appreciate. So for all of you, just the utmost gratitude for, for receiving that and for sharing it, and shouting out the podcast and all of the good things. And one of the ways that I really like to connect in this space is to bring in other like-minded or maybe like sold, like-minded soul aligned humans to this community and give you a lens of awareness of like, oh my gosh, I didn't even know this person was doing this thing, or I didn't, I didn't know them, and now I know them. I'm, I'm sucked into all of their stuff. It's one of my favorite things about listening to other people's podcasts when they bring a guest on is it widens my lens. It widens out my eyes to learn something new, to feel aligned to somebody, to follow along with them and whatever way and capacity that feels best for you. And so today, I'm so honored to be able to share with you the conversation that I had with my guest, Gabby. And Gabby, I know through 90 Day CEO and getting to see her continue to scale and build and just really explode in her business, which is about her impact, right? It's not about anything else other than. Ah, she is touching people's lives and she's making an impact and I so love the way that she speaks and how she shows up and you'll hear so so quickly in the conversation when I say I love the way she speaks and the way she what she talks into is you'll just know, you'll feel it, right? Why I'm aligned with her and why that vibe feels so good for her to be here and to share with all of you because I don't just open the space up for anybody to share with you. This community and this container is a very sacred space. And I honor you and your time. And I only want to share with you things that I think are really powerful and really beneficial. And Gabby is just that. Gabby, oh, Gabby. Gabby is empowering women to connect to their clear, aligned, and this cultivated space of empowerment. She is somebody who speaks embodiment, lives embodiment. We talk about this feeling. We talk about these concepts of coming back home to self, of reconnecting back to self, of feeling safe with yourself. And the one thing that I really, one of the things that I love about Gabby is she breaks it down into these tangible ways. Instead of just saying, this is a concept you should do. Great, what do I do with that? If I knew how to do that, I'd probably be doing that on my own. I thought that for so long. You're speaking a language that I don't fully understand. I'm attracted to, I'm intrigued by, but I don't really understand where this is going. And the glory of Gabby is that she does it in a way that is supportive, in a way that is titrated. You know how important that is to me. I hope that you soak up exactly what is meant for you in this episode. And I also want to just give a little heads up. There is a trigger warning and Gabby does speak to it before she speaks, but she does share her story about being raped. It is about 10 minutes into the episode. If that is not something that aligns with you, please honor what you need. Otherwise, know that that's there, and know that if that is a space where you need additional support or need to speak into, to connect, to reach out, we're not here to do this alone. And sending all of you so much light and love, and excited for you to uh, be immersed in the wonders that are Gabby. It's always a joy of mine when I get to record and have a face looking back at me, like a human that who is smiling. And I adore and I just value so much of what you have to say and what you stand for. And so, Gabby, thank you so much for being a part of this today and for sharing your wisdom with us.
1: Absolutely. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah. Um, Why don't you go ahead and just tell everybody, fill everyone
0: in on the details of who you are, the largely loaded question.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. Um, My name is Gabby and I am a movement professional educator and mind-body connection lover and truly my passion and my mission in this world is to really help um, mostly women but movement professionals and yoga teachers how to connect with their bodies and how to teach other people how to do the same and really to start to feel like that home feeling at Um, in their being, no matter what the heck's going on and the big traumas and the little traumas and everything in between, as we know that life takes us, you know, through the roller coaster, Um, but really to feel connected with their body and um, finding their path, staying on their path, finding it, identifying it, and be able to stay on it throughout all the ups and downs that this world naturally takes us on.
0: Mm, And you spoke to this mind-body connection. What to you, what does that actually mean? Cause we were speaking before we were recording of it's one thing to say all the pretty flowery words and to use the right language. And also it's one thing to live in a space. Cause I, I, I was here for a long time of hearing and cognitively understanding these concepts but not actually feeling, not actually embodying them. What, what that meant and more importantly, actually how that felt in mm-hmm. my body.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, mind, body connection to me, uh, true without like an actual definition, just like more of that feeling, uh, is really understanding throughout the different cycles of our day-to-day, the cycles of our our menstrual cycle, the cycles of our relationships, being able to stay grounded in your being without having to, I, I usually say react versus respond. And so noticing our reactions in life and which is usually based off of you know childhood traumas and the way we've done things in the past through our uh, haha getting pretty big all right away Um, through through our nervous system right our nervous system is wired simply to keep us safe say s-a-f-e safe whatever that means for you and truly the definition is usually created when we're kids and so, you know, you grow up in a traumatic household of screaming and yelling and, you know, stuff all over the place. That's your definition of safety. Yeah. And so as you grow up and as you evolve and as you find your path, does that still does that still resonate with you? Does that still work as your definition? And so the mind-body connection for me truly is noticing, what is my definition of safety? What makes me want to run or rather react? And how do I create an enlightened, an grounded, really great response in the path of where I want to go, who I want to be. And I believe that our physical bodies tell our stories and tell us it, already, they, it holds all of the answers. Mm -hmm. And so the mind body connection, being able to notice where in your body, you feel certain things, you feel certain relationships, you feel certain foods, you feel certain movement patterns and types of workouts. And um, I mean, breath patterns, everything in between being able to know, does this resonate with me right now? Is this going to help me down my path? Is this going to be what unlocks, unleashes the energies that I need to cultivate in order to take me further down where I'm supposed to go?
0: And the million dollar question in all of this is, how do we do that? Yes. Because (laughs) I was conditioned or created my conditioning a little bit of both. And most of us have been too of this physical body. This was the enemy, Mm -hmm. whatever I could do to ignore it, to manipulate it, to escape it right? Like all these different ways that show up to punish it, to X, Y, it pick it apart, all of it. When people would say like, come into self, that was such a foreign idea to me. Like,
1: mm.
0: I don't know that I've ever been in, in, I've never been at home in my body or felt that. So where can we do that? Because ultimately for me, I firmly believe that We have to feel, our nervous system has to feel safe. We have to get to safety as a baseline before it's like, oh, I'm just going to jump in my body and start trusting all of these signs and actually even knowing what those
1: are. 1000%. That's so huge. Thank you for even bringing that up. Um, how I do, how I teach it is through typically three tangible tools, meditation, breath work, and movement. Um, and you know, the journaling that comes along with it, although I it feels like a separate tangible tool. I always, you know, you have to prop, be able to process. And typically yeah. I do that through journaling, you know, voice notes, whatever that looks like. Um, but I think the biggest thing is exactly what you're saying. It's becoming friends with yourself again. And how do we create new friendships in life? It's you get to know each other nice and slowly built over time. And so it might start off. How are you? Oh, good. How are you? You know, that's simple, like, you know, passing somebody on the street, it means nothing. Great. Good. How are you? Perfect. You might be having the miserable day and you're still going to tell that stranger you feel fine. And Mm so, and and that's what happens to us. You know, we start to, our body tells us what to do and we don't listen. Our body's telling us something and we don't listen. So what happens in any friendship, the other person stops talking, you know, one, one, one party is giving advice, giving advice, the physical body. Here's what I need you to do. Here's what I need you to do. And you say, Oh no, no, no. That's, that's going to cause this, or that's going to make me feel that, or I'm just going to ignore you. And so in any friendship, what happens is that you guys start to gravitate away from each other. You don't see, you're not seeing eye to eye, if you will. And so the body literally, I will tell you stops, stops talking to you. Well, you're not listening. Fine. I'm just going to shut up then. And so I think like any good relationship, it's slowly built over time. And so what does it look like for you to just slow down? For me, it's meditation. If you're moving 100 miles per hour and you're not listening, it might look like movement. It might look like high intensity tr- interval training. Meet yourself where you're at. If you're moving 100 miles per hour, go move 100 miles per hour and then ask what it has to say. And then slowly over time, ask the small, tiny little questions. You might not dive into those, you know, big T pro- the big trauma problems. You might just start with the little things. What do you want to eat for dinner tonight? I don't care. What do you want? I don't care. Here's three options, <laughs> right? I say this with any any yeah. relationship. Um, here's, I, I, you know, I'm cool with Mexican. I'm cool with a good Chinese food. I'm great with pasta. Perfect. Sit with it. Which one feels better? Which one feels like it would nourish you based off of the things that you've done for the day and the things you have coming up that's going to serve you the next day right mm-hmm. food a few food especially as fuel and um yeah i think just slowly over time asking smaller questions then can lead you to okay like does this big relate this new relationship partnership actually serve me that's a much bigger question than what i want for dinner mm-hmm. and so slowly start to ask the tinier questions notice how they land in your body notice what they resonate when you eat that food you might not have chosen quote unquote the right food. It might give you a stomach ache. It might not feel good. And then we just, perfect. Thank you for the information. I'm going to put this in my pocket and keep it for next time. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. It's, I talk about this all the time with, with my clients or my breathers. It's, it's practicing these higher stake. Scenarios, higher stake, whatever, in low stake environments, and so maybe it is to truly looking and analyzing of like, okay, what did I do today that honored my body? I took a drink of water when I was thirsty. Great, like having that awareness of how you actually do connect. In you put a blanket on yourself when you were cold. Mm You put socks on to go walk outside. You did all of the like you put clothes on. You did all of these things that your body was requesting you already. So then, how do you just try one level above that? How do yeah. you start with what do I want to eat?
1: And then being cute. really,
0: and I love the the way that you spoke about this like neutrality and examining it. Then it's mm-hmm. not this pulled by emotions of like I have a stomach ache. I failed again. I didn't pick the right thing. It's like oh okay, thanks for the information. Yeah maybe not the best choice for what I needed <laughs> today. How can I use this information to make informed choices going forward?
1: Yeah, always judgment-free, always judgment-free. Which is a practice in itself too. At 1,000%, 1,000%. Yeah, because we've um, always and- been
0: told, right? That's exactly it. Like you failed, mm-hmm. you messed up, blame, yep. shame. Yep. Mm-hmm.
1: And just to point out from your simple Examples of putting socks on when your toes are cold. It's also recognizing that mm. it's it's acknowledging that your toes are cold. Identify always identify what you're feeling first. I recognize that my toes and um. All I'm trying get out of the subconscious, the unconscious movements and things that we do. Yes. Find gratitude for all of the little things that you're in and, and know that you're that's you serving your body. Mm-hmm. And so when recognize that your toes don't just go put your socks on. My toes are cold. I think something that would serve me is to put socks on right now. Put your socks on. Thank you so much. This feels so good. Yeah. And or just check in. How does this feel? Rather, how does this feel? You know, my toes actually feel good. It's starting to make my body kind of cool down. I'm not shivering as much. My stomach's able to let go a little bit because I'm not shivering as much. Beautiful. I feel much more grounded now that I put socks on. Mm. And move on. Mm-hmm.
0: I love that whole, it's it's like a ritual. Like it's the yes. smallest thing, but it's this mindful ritual of awareness, truthfully. Mm-hmm.
1: Very much so. Yeah.
0: Where did this journey begin for you? Where was it? Oh, I need to start being mindful about what I'm doing.
1: Oh girl, I got a big trigger warning um, about rape coming up. So just FYI, um, I moved to Nashville it was my first quote unquote, big girl job after grad school. And I moved there alone. I was there for, and you know, I was always in, I loved movement. My, I was a three sport athlete, you know, I loved moving my body, but I was not connected to it. I, you know, as a kid, I would wear a bathing suit, you know, with my big t-shirt over it because I was scared to show my body. I mean, I was a three sport athlete. I can't imagine I was and I ate healthy and I had great parents who treat, you know, who fed, fueled me for sports and everything. So, um, my childhood, I would say was, you know, we all have our own traumas, but it was a very great trial childhood. I cannot complain. Um, when I get to, when I got to Nashville, I had no friends. I had, you know, didn't know anybody and really was just trying to find myself. And I started going to yoga practice. Uh, a yoga class. Cause you know, how do you make adults? How do you make friends as an adult? <laughs> and so I just was like, you know, mind, body was new. Then this studio popped up point X miles away from me. And I was like, you know what, maybe I'll try yoga. I had tried it a few times in grad school. And, um, so I had gone to this yoga class for the last three Saturdays, maybe. And so this is my fourth week in Nashville. And I had a, it was a, a actually a friend at the time come up and he Raped me that night. It was Friday night. I woke up the next morning and I had gone to this nine thirty yoga class. And you know that out of body feeling where you are driving, and I, I was safely driving, but not really conscious of where I was going. Um, I was on the phone with my mom, and uh, she had known what happened the night before, mm. and she's just like, "Where are you going?" I go, "Like again, out of body." I have. I yeah. was like, I, "I'm at yoga." She goes, "Are you sure? Are, are you okay?" I said, I don't know, but I think I'm going to go in. And so I grabbed my mat. I, you know, there's one studio, there's one mat space left in the front of the room. And, and I go in there and I just laid my mat down. And this is a power vinyasa heated class. It is tough. It is physical. And I stayed in child's pose the whole time. Mm-hmm. And somewhere around the end of class, the teacher came up to me and just gave me a very gentle assist, you know, pushed my hips down in child's pose. Goosebumps thinking about it. Um, And in that moment, I knew that I was going to be okay. And this is hours after I was raped. And so I learned the power of yoga. I learned the power of community. Um, And I just made it a mission to share this practice. And honestly, after I was raped, I was so out of body. I Uh, for being an athlete, I would tell you, I had no idea what I was like. There was no feel. I wasn't feeling anything probably. Um, and I just knew I couldn't continue to live my life the way that with the disconnection that I was feeling. I did not want to be in my apartment, let alone in my body, let alone left alone. I was just becoming very codependent. Um, I didn't want to be alone ever, which is a little bit like me, I'm the middle child, but truly like for me, I I would go on hikes alone and I just found myself gravitating towards anybody, anybody, people who didn't serve me, people whose message I didn't resonate with, but I just became this little codependent sponge, not wanting to be alone. And um, just slowly over time, I realized that first of all, you need to find some stillness in your being. Um, And I just slowly, started to peel back the layers and notice what was holding me back and started from the ground up to shed everything tried to shed everything slowly and then really started to put the pieces back together very intentionally because it the w- old way definitely wasn't serving me
0: mm-hmm. um thank you for sharing that with us always of and like showing up in, in a vulnerable honest space um yeah just holding that that for you I appreciate it and I know that I always know and trust that whatever gets shared here is a message for somebody who needs to hear that whether it's a parallel story a very unparalleled story or there's bits and pieces of that but just to to me what I hear and what I take away from that was it was the coming back in self and realizing that that was your work to be done and undo okay, something so. that was unfair and, and not supposed to happen and all of the awful things that you weren't supposed to endure and that it was okay so I, I still need to come back in and how am I going to do that
1: mm-hmm. very much so yeah what at the beginning
0: other than yoga so yoga obviously is such a powerful space right the, the naming all the things like there is a mind-body connection. There is invitations to slow down. There are invitations to be still. There are invitations to like challenge that community of such, a, I know is such a big part of that space. Where were the first, we talk so much about like, okay, where are we starting? And like, mm-hmm. talk about like bottom, like rock bottom space of starting. Like what was that starting like for you?
1: Yes. What it looked like right before I realized I needed it, I was going to 530 yoga, uh, power vinyasa. I would then go to work and I worked in a physical therapy office, which was inside of a, it's called D1. It's a athletic training, uh, not athletic training, but phys- like, like training facility, if you will, pretty kind of cross very, you know, we do sprints and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And so it's high intensity workouts every time. And so I'd go to five thirty yoga, and I'd stay and do six o'clock workout classes again, so I didn't have to go back to my apartment, yeah. and be alone. And I was wearing, and I was eating nothing. Like I was, you know, light salads with a sweet, half a sweet potato and uh, maybe an apple. Like uh, nothing. Uh, smoothie for breakfast, and maybe a smoothie for dinner because you know I didn't need to eat because I,
0: when, what when I, I was feeling
1: didn't right. It didn't even matter. Mm -hmm. And so I got so burnt out and my attitude was shitty because I wasn't fueling myself and I just was overworking myself. And I just knew something needed to change because I didn't like the woman I was becoming, how I was, you know, kind of, I was getting snippy with people. I didn't feel like I was my, you know, sweet, loving, open-hearted self that I just like big personality. And I just, I was not enjoying the woman I was looking at in the mirror. Um, and so it looked like slowing down. Absolutely. It looked like choosing. Do you want to go to yoga today? Or do you want to work out today? Your choice. Um, but make a choice because both does not serve you right now. And so, which looked a lot like slowing down and man, telling yourself no is pretty hard, um, especially right in the beginning. And so it looked like choosing, um, food as fuel, seeing first, just redefining that definition of food is, is fuel. And I need this because I want to go, I, because I get to go do all of these other things. Um, and so I think my, I mean, truly my beginning was, I just didn't like the woman I was becoming and the woman I was seeing. And so slowing down. And I started my meditation practice then, um, which was, groundbreaking to have to actually listen to the thoughts in your head Mm -hmm. um what you are telling yourself subconsciously is wild Mm -hmm. (laughs) um especially when i didn't like myself and i had to slow down and listen to that it's like okay great if you don't like yourself how can you expect anybody else to like you and um i just couldn't deal with that anymore honestly and so it just kept looking like slowing down more Making a how you know choosing. Do you want to go out, out with friends tonight, or do you want to do whatever? They stay at home, or you know anything else that you have to do. And so, the slowing down piece. I I mean I really can't harp on it enough. Well, and for me, it,
0: it always shows up too. Is I can't really choose anything if I'm not slowing down. You, the Absolutely. Way you, what kept coming up is the way that you broke down putting the socks on. It wasn't this autopilot thing of like mm, I just put these on because I think that I should now it was actually witnessing and mm-hmm. celebrating the parts of all. it was it was witnessing the choice yeah and deciding to make it and then feeling and allowing yourself to notice the result of
1: that choice mm-hmm. very yeah. much so yeah yeah and
0: and and to meditate or to be still or to be alone when You have to, you get to, you Mm -hmm. have to, and you get to at the same time, be with all of your thoughts when you've, when you've been proven or shown that your body's not a safe space to be in. So why am I going to sit here and be with all of these things that already don't feel safe to me Mm -hmm. and building up that resilience?
1: 1000%. And I'll just add it. Aim small, miss small is the name of the game. I started with five minute meditations.
0: Thank you for naming that. So much for naming that.
1: Yeah. Five minutes. Like that's it. I mean, sometimes it was three. So, you know, I would, I'd set my timer for five. I'd open my eyes at three. I'm like, are we done yet? I Can't handle this. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Because we can
0: re-traumatize with healing modalities. We can re-traumatize or, or just feel unsafe, right? Like trauma might not be a word that you, that identify, that you identify with, or that like you feel into, or that's right for you, but it's, when we go out of that window of tolerance, past the point of being like, I'm uncomfortable, I want to open my eyes, can I go 10 more seconds? When we're pushing too far out of that, we talked so much about this recently, there is a difference between getting uncomfortable and feeling unsafe. And it's a it can be a really small distinction, and it can happen very, very quickly. And so that is in not only giving that that consenting space to yourself to honor that, but also where is that showing up? And and Gabby too, this is what I love so much about how you speak into this and how you truthfully um, teach and guide or show other facilitators the same thing. It's coming from this lens of awareness. It's coming from this lens of trauma of pay attention to what's not only happening for you, but who you're guiding in this, because it is such a small distinction between I'm really, really uncomfortable to the point of I'm out of this window on t- of tolerance. And now I'm leaning into disassociating fight, flight, freeze, whatever my tendencies are in
1: that space. Mm-hmm. 1000%. I'm huge into like offering, uh, you know, like a traditional seated meditation is people think we just need to sit there long spine, close my eyes, breathe and think of nothing. Yeah. It's like. And also, that is not a great place to start because, well, excuse me, for me, only can speak from personal experience. Um, For most, right? Like I will say,
0: like for most of us, no, it's not because you said we have to meet ourselves where you're at. So if that's the opposite from where you're at, let's not.
1: Absolutely. Like open your, for me, I started just opening my eyes. So if the time, you know, if I set that five minute timer and I was ready to come out at three, I would just bring open my eyes gently, just a soft gaze. Yeah. And just focus on, you know, for me, I had carpet in my room and I would just focus on like one little piece of carpet. I had two minutes left on the timer. I could do this. You know, it's like a two minute plank. You yeah, know, I could do this. And so you stare at it. You're like, okay, yeah, let me just, and I'd send my breath right to that piece of carpet, right to that piece. And that's all I would think about. That's also meditation. Mm-hmm. Meditation is not thinking nothing. It could be that. Oh, that's what I call open awareness meditation. But fixed awareness meditation can be focusing on one thing, whether you're holding a tangible object, whether you're looking at a tangible object, whether, you know, fire gazing meditation is one of my favorite, just light a candle, gaze at the flame. And keep your mind open because the things that happen are the things start to come in, whether they're old stories that no longer serve us or they're, you know, like those little drops of wisdom of the things you actually need to hear to, you know, take the next step or to finish that project, that one thing, that missing piece that you're missing on that blog post you're trying to write. It's like the things will come in. Mm -hmm. We just need to get quiet enough to hear them in all of the forms and fashions in which they show up.
0: Yeah, I, I share all the time too. I actually just did with the group that I was breathing just before we were recording today was it never fails me that I will be in a breath or a session or meditation. Like to me, they're pretty in or honestly, even in a yoga class, all of these things. When I have this urgency, like this just absolute urgency, like I have to open my eyes. Like I know for me, when I have to look and see how much time is left mm-hmm. because I've, because I've sat with this long enough nine times out of 10 on the other side of that is something really powerful that might feel really uncomfortable or that might be really big and my body already knows and is starting to sense that and so my mind is like shut down abort abort like get out of here check the time and so this dance of starting to settle into that and knowing like okay if you probably go five more seconds something big will likely come up for you that is is working its way up and that is requesting to be heard seen or felt also the invitation of and it's okay if you open up your eyes and check the time and you might want to be done right now and that's okay if that's your choice or you might open up your eyes and look and then choose to go back into it maybe and test and see but always giving that permissioning and that that consenting space of, of coming back into self, like being mindful like i'm witnessing this happening what choice slowing down enough to say what is the choice that I want to make instead of just like quickly looking at my time, like yep. that little conversation. And then I still get to choose whatever I want to choose.
1: 1000%. I think that's huge. Yeah. For someone who is
0: new on this journey or in this space of for so long, I said, I always heard all of these people talk about this, something different. And it was like, Oh, there's this other level And I don't really know what they're doing, but I'm really curious about how they're accessing that to somebody who's in that space. Where would, where's the recommendation to begin or what is that really tangible first or second step of today I'm here and I want to start to explore what comes in this next level of awareness.
1: Yeah. I always like meet yourself where you're at and aim small, miss small. What's one thing you can do Mm -hmm. to feel 1% more, how you want to feel. And when you, if you choose breath work and you do go and breathe and you're like, man, I don't feel any better. That's okay. Yeah. What, what were you, I, uh, oh, identify how you feel in the moment and identify where you want to go. There's going to be a bridge that takes you there. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it might feel more like a uh, underneath the underground tunnel that you got to travel through to get there. Yeah. Um, but the process is trial and error and noticing, does it trigger, you know, like, does this, and I, I don't mean trigger, but like, does, does this bring something else up? Yeah. Is this the quickest thing you could have done to get you there and just noticing and then try, try something on. I, is, my favorite analogy is the closet it's, you know, you don't, you, when you go and you got buy you know, you go into your closet and now it's spring cleaning. You want to throw a bunch of stuff out and you want to go buy some new stuff. It's like, you try on that dress and you got to blow out. You got to suck in, you got to wiggle, wiggle. You got to, you know, squeeze your shoulder blades back to get the zipper all the way up. It's like, does this actually serve me? Mm-hmm.
0: It's
1: like, oh, mm-hmm. but it's such a pretty dress. It's such a cool modality. And does it actually serve you? Or is it something you want to put away for a later time? Not to say you're going to lose X amount of pounds, like definitely not that, but is this something that's going to serve you at a later time? And, or is it time to throw this bitch out? (laughs) Like, let it go. Like, what does it look like? Because as we know, you only have a hundred percent capacity. And if you're full, there's no room for anything else to come in. So before you go buy your summer clothes and just shove everything else into the closet until we have no idea what's left in there, throw stuff out, create room for something new to enter. Mm-hmm. New energy, new clothes, new people, new environment, new a sense of adventure, all good, all everything, so good. <sighs>
0: And and the the dance that we get to play too and how you broke down the work that you chose to do internally for yourself and how you also, you dropped in and I had community, how there was also the support that wasn't a code. It might've started that way too, and that's fine. Like, right, that's a gateway there. But the space of not relying on somebody, but knowing that I can actually be held and supported by a mentor, by a teacher, by an instructor, by a facilitator, by somebody online, by therapist, whatever that is, but we can still be held and supported while we do the work internally for ourselves. It's not an isolation. It's not a push everybody back until I'm fixed and healed and then try to come and emerge myself back into the world where I don't know how to maneuver that. It's finding that balance and that dance. And maybe some days it is leaning more heavily on somebody else than internally. And that's okay too, because it's all this continuing process.
1: Yeah. And I think, I mean, external validation, social support is huge and that we are human beings. And so the social engagement is apps and uh, I don't want to say social approval, but really that social engagement is so, so important. It doesn't matter if people agree with what you're doing because they're not living your life. And so definitely like for me, getting away from that codependency was huge, 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 huge. Um, And that spoke a lot too of, a lot of my childhood traumas were wrapped around some sort of codependency anyways. So I needed to look at, I needed to look at that um, personally, but I I just think it's such a big piece of surrounding your, right. You're the five people, you are a combination of the five people you hang out with choose wisely. And so definitely creating those little containers of this, you know, this person serves me. I, I, and, and I see myself in this person, right? Everyone's a mirror to us. Mm-hmm. And so you're going to start the things that drive you crazy about the people you love or the things that drive you crazy about yourself. Um, and oh man, from a coaching perspective, a lot of the times we can't see our, our way out of our own stuff. And so just wow. to have someone reiterate what I hear you saying is, yeah. and it's like, that's what you got out of what I like I never would have it would have taken me 10 more years to hear that I, that's what I was actually trying to get at. Yeah. So I think that's I mean the, from a coaching community standpoint, from a friendship social standpoint absolutely a huge piece of the puzzle. Mm-hmm.
0: Gabby, where can people find you and learn more about you and just and learn and honestly I will say whether you are, a body, a movement instructor of any kind, you just share really valuable content in the embodiment space. So it's important. And I would love for people to be able to find you and connect with you.
1: Thank you. Yeah. Most of my stuff is all on Instagram. It's gab.delorenz, D-E-L-O-R-E-N-Z-E. Um, or my website is soul dot soulwellnesscom It's the big soul to the soul of your foot. Mm,
0: I love that. Thank you so much for sharing it and for sharing your truth, right? For showing up and sharing a story and parts of you that we that somebody got to hear and feel into. I deeply appreciate it and your wisdom and everything that you took from there. And um, all of your information will be in the show notes so people can just click on those links and start sort of a little hello and really an open invitation for anyone listening. If something landed or spoke to you, tell Gabby, reach out, right? Like use that community space of somebody who, when they say, I hear you and see you, she hears you and sees you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Judgment free. Yeah. Thank you Mm -hmm. so much. Thank you for having me. This is such a pleasure.
0: Thank you so much for being here and for listening. I cannot tell you enough how grateful I am for you and that you get to be on this journey with me and we're here together on this wild, this wild ride. If there's something in this episode that landed with you, share it on Instagram, share it with a friend, tag me in and I want to know, I want to hear about it. I love in the ways that we get to connect And if you feel called, you can head over and rate and review this podcast. It helps us to grow and share and have other like-minded souls join this community and rise together. Sending you light and love, always.